This is the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast with Trevor Monaghan and Clive Jones. In this series, we will make fun of each other and share some of our self proclaimed wisdom about understanding what your business is worth now, how to make it worth more, and how to get it ready for sale. Welcome back to Sell My Business in 10 Weeks, and I'm Clive Jones, business coach, and I'm Trevor Monahan, Chartered Accountant, Business Valuer. And today we're going to talk about uh, the competition. And I joked last time, and why in the world would we, uh, Trevor, want to talk about the competitors when we're trying to sell our business? Yeah, and it's interesting. Remember, the whole context of this is where this is under the guise of we're looking at selling a business, we need to provide a document to people that show an interest in buying it. Uh, which you know they could get this document by various means, but they've shown interest. We want to convince them this is a good idea to buy this business and it's a great idea to spend a lot of money. And to do that, we can't just hand over financials. We need to tell a story and we need to reduce their perception of risk. So this document we're going through, it's available on our site for about a hundred bucks. Save you a few thousand having someone do one for you. Feel free though to go on Google and find a free one and use that, but you know, just spend the hundred bucks. What do you reckon, Clive? Uh, save yourself <laughs> hundred bucks worth of time just trying to find yeah. a decent one. So assuming you've got the document in front of you or, or at least you're taking notes, this section is about the competition. So mm. why would you tell someone about the competition? Well, for me, it still comes down to the telling someone the full truth. Yeah, yeah. it's the whole story and uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna work out who the com- competitors are anyway. They're gonna go and do their own research. So if you can make life easy for them and uh, it gives you the opportunity to um, demonstrate the good and the bad about each of your competitors as, as far as you see it and, and how, it come, how it transpires in the marketplace for you. And remember what we say, whenever we talk about risk, we always come back and say, look, we do not want the buyer assuming any risks. Right? And if, you don't, if you're silent on something, they think the worst. So if you don't have a competitor section, then they're going to assume there's lots of competition. Yeah. That's something that's going to worry them because they don't know what they don't know and they, you know, they worry about things like that. They worry, but they're scared of the dark. People put, out, put off making decisions if they're not sure about something. So, and it, you, might find, you might actually think you've got a bit of stern competition, but the buyer not actually might not perceive it that way. You might think, well, I've got these two or three competitors that have been in my face for the last 20 years and they seem to advertise better than me. And maybe you've got a bit of sort of, um, you don't really see what other people see about your business. Maybe if people, other people saw you against that competition, they would actually mm. see you as actually quite competitive. Mm. Where you, because you know, you know, you're too close to it. You're too close to it. You never sort of value your own strengths as much as someone else that doesn't have your strengths would value your strengths. You know, you think, you know, because, you know, you're a plumber and, you know, you think plumbing's easy. Mm. Um, the average person doesn't think that. Um, so sometimes there's a, you can have a bit of, um, you know, to tell yourself a bit that you're not as special as you might be. But also, to, you know, the outsiders really don't know the difference between one plumber and the other until you actually tell them. So if you, and the important thing is, we, you know, and you can change this template any way you like, but I like to have something like, you know, tell them who the competitor is by name, what are the competitor's strengths? So again, we're being totally honest and, and upfront. Find at least one, one strength and one weakness. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the key thing is that we've got a column there for weaknesses. So, okay, so they might be a big competitor. Their strength is they've got 60% of the market share in the local area if we knew that. I don't know how you measure that, but if you knew that. But the weakness is they don't have good, um, you know, customer service or they have don't offer a warranty. 
hmm. or they, they they're they pricing might have different tickets to you if you're in that sort of service industry. Yeah. So the, you know, they're the things you want to emphasize. Hmm. You want to say, yep, they're a big competitor. Hmm. They managed to dominate, and the good news is that they've dominated being hopeless. Hmm. So the opportunity is that if they've dominated being hopeless, hmm. someone else coming along that's good. Uh, and that really engages with the marketplace at you know good quality, good pricing levels can actually become dominant themselves because the people at the top aren't perfect. Mm. And I guess that's probably you know if you if you're trying to sell to an entrepreneurial type person that doesn't really give a damn about the nuts and bolts of your industry, they're just trying to make a buck. Mm. You know, I, I would like to be investing in businesses where the the main dominant forces of the industry aren't very good. Mm. That seems like everything else yeah. being equal is a nice place to invest. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I guess, what telcos try to do when they come into the marketplace, knowing how bad Telstra and Optus are in Australia. But the problem is that they, you know, someone like Three or Vodafone comes in, they're just as bad anyway. You've got the vision of being better than the competitor, but you know, sometimes it's hard. But at the end of the day, like, like I said, you might you can, can bamboozle somebody, do a good sales pitch, and convince them of something. But unfortunately, with something like a business of any kind of decent value, they're going to go to external advisors. They're going to get someone like me. A business value with no emotion. I don't have an emotional bone in my body. That um, comes from being an accountant, I think. Uh, I don't. I don't give a damn. You can't trick me. I'm going to eventually go and see the nuts and bolts of things. So even if you can convince a buyer that this business is great, it's got no risks. Eventually, before they write a check, these things can get found out. So as we keep saying, put them on the table. And if the truth isn't great, if the truth's not setting you free, then go and make a better truth. And we're not saying make something up. Take a bit more time. If if you know if the problem is that you do have a couple of key competitors or a lot of key competitors and they've got strengths in areas that you don't have strengths, right? You build on that. Or they've got weaknesses, but unfortunately they're also your weaknesses. Then there's an opportunity to go. Okay, well you know everybody in the industry's got bad customer service, us mm. including maybe. Mm. Okay, so maybe we need to invest in some resources there. Maybe we need to invest in a call center. Maybe you know, God forbid, an overseas call center. Just yeah. you, know, you might find there's a relatively cheap way of doing it. But like, like I said last time, Trevor, if you do this two or three years at least before you're looking to sell, then you've got an opportunity to really position yourself well. I guess. And the other hidden thing in here is if if some of the competitors are you know are known to acquire other like businesses, and again, you're maybe selling to an investor or someone that's got a you know a vision for this business of being bought out later. Mm-hmm. If it looks at that competitors list, he or she looks at this competitors list and goes, well, there's six competitors there and I've sort of heard about three or four of those making acquisitions. Um, they might see this opportunity of getting in, uh, buying your business, tarting it up a little bit and becoming an acquisition target mm. to those other competitors if there's some evidence. Quick turnaround. So, you know, and there's, you know, mm. there is, there are people out there that do that. They, they look mm. for businesses underperforming uh, in a marketplace where there are acquisitions, yep. horizontal acquisitions. Uh, and I'm not saying necessarily that's what's going to happen to your business, but it can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, by putting this, you know, emphasizing this kind of section in your information memorandum, it actually um, will create that opportunity in the mind of someone that's got the open mind for that opportunity. Okay, so again, we're not trying to pre guess or pre-assume anything about these potential buyers we're trying to give them all the information they might possibly need to make the right decision and you've said it in the past too Trevor sometimes you you might just tailor your presentation in a section like this to suit the person that you're sending it off to like if you're presenting this information to a group of investors who are in some kind of club where they like to buy businesses and flip them 
um, then you would create this whole document around what you've done in the business so far that will allow them to come take over and make a few changes and flip it. Yeah. Like, if that's the market for the, for the buying of your business, make the document for them. Mm. So you don't, you know, you can make infinite numbers of these documents, but it's really on a cost-benefit basis. It really depends on what you're trying to achieve. And the other section there in, in this thing is, you know, really not just listening to competitors, but probably talking about your strategy mm. for, you know, getting ahead or, or, or staying ahead. We, we kind of sort of touched on that with, you know, improving on your weaknesses. You know, there could be the, the single strategy you need to get ahead of them, but there, there could be some other connections that you have to do that too. You know, so wouldn't it be great if me as a buyer saw, oh, damn, you've got six, you know, competitors that have that are fairly big market share there or got some good strengths, but then below that section there, you've given me like a one-page action plan mm-hmm. of what you're currently doing to 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 gain ground on those that competition. Potentially, mm-hmm. talked about this in the last one we uh, we talked about numbers. Imagine if you had a chart about your increase in your market share. Mm-hmm or some other kind of milestone if you can't measure market share, you know, um, headcount of customers, for example, mm. um, or just your revenue, showing that you are, you know, you're improving, you're creeping up that list. Your, your, your business is getting better mm. and better. So they can yeah. see, right, yeah, there's competitors, but we're going in the right we're, direction. Yeah, that's it. You know, and there's things in place that are going to make us continue to go the right direction, even if the current owner's not there and mm-hmm. someone buys it. That would, be, that would be a great thing to emphasize in this kind of yeah. section. You can see how, like... Some of those points there could make all the difference in a, in a sale. Mm. Not putting anything about competition then basically loses those opportunities. You're basically relying on the buyer to um, think about these opportunities and, and, and really you know, uncover them for themselves, which you don't want to do. They're not going to do that. They're not going to look for reasons to spend more money in your business, trust me. They're looking for reasons <laughs> to save. And they're looking for reasons to, to basically to, to, to get the that. price down. Yeah. Or walk away. Yeah. Okay, so you, you probably don't need much more than that if... It's pretty you know, straightforward, isn't and, it? You know, unless there is a specific purpose in there, unless you are trying to get someone to see the value and flipping it and selling it to a competitor <coughs> later, then you might need one. You might do a one-page profile on each competitor if that was relevant. If you thought it was an acquisition strategy, you might actually list the acquisition some of those competitors have made if that was relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't, you're, not, you're not bound just by the, 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 the fill in the blanks template we've got there. Yeah. Go nuts, think about it from the buyer's point of view. Hell, they could probably even change the order. You, you, you could, yeah, yeah, imagine if you, you actually thought for yourself. And that, <laughs> that's the thing, that you, you cannot, we cannot provide you with the best practice template for selling your business. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're try, the reason we run these podcasts is so we, we can educate you so that you can use the tools we've given you and, to and make it work for you make it work for your situation so you know we don't want to hear people saying your template didn't work in our situation mm. that's why we do the podcast this is mm. this is your baby yep. no professional not us not your accountant not your business broker none of us are responsible for selling your business at the end of the day it's going to be you uh, which you know if you don't like that that this is what you've got yourself into you've decided not to be an employee yep. you decided not to pump your money into super you've decided to, to put all your effort your sweat and your money back into a business on the hope of selling it you have to follow through with that. No one's gonna, no one's gonna hold your hand. Really, it's really up to you. Just to maximise or optimise your opportunity. So you know, we've we've got more coming in the next episode. What are we talking about? The risks, and uh, that'll be fun. I think. It sounds boring, but it, it could be the most important section. Mm. If, especially if you're in an industry mm. where it's a bit volatile, mm. you need to paint a picture 
in the wrist section so that the at least the buyer is not going to think the worst. They can see bad things, but they can see that there are ways of mitigating those things. Anyway, we'll talk about more of that next time, Trevor, because I know you like to keep talking. I do, I do. <laughs> I, I get acu- Actually, I get accused of that once a week when, when we sit down and do a podcast by you. <laughs> I've never heard anyone else complain, but I'm sure they're thinking about it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> well, they say one person complains, there's 19 others that think the same. Exactly. <laughs> um, so if you haven't already subscribed... we've only got 19 listeners. Uh, probably probably now after listening <laughs> people don't like hearing me get bagged you know they believe in, they believe in what I say let's not waffle on <laughs> look uh, we'll look forward to uh, joining you next week when we'll uh, talk to you more about the uh, identifying the risks involved if in you haven't business. subscribed yet sellmybusiness10weeks.com uh, well, that's 10 with a 1 zero um, subscribe get some freebies there get notified when new podcasts come out and if we ever try to sell you something, you'll be the first to hear about it, lucky you. <laughs> um, and go back through our back catalogue if you if you sort of jumped in late. Go back and, and listen to some of the some of the first episodes. They okay. were really really good. And again, if we can help with anything, you just you know an email or a, a phone call away. Talk to you next week. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business in Ten Weeks podcast. And just remember, the advice is only generally nature. But if you are serious about selling your business, you should check out the resources page of our website where we've got videos and templates to create an awesome pitch document for your business, which you will need if you're selling. And don't forget to subscribe on our website for advanced notification and bonus materials.